This is Agents Influence Podcast. Customer experience is about creating value for me, and money is a beautiful part of value, and so is the experience with it. It's about the customer's experience, about bringing them joy um, and, and saving them from painful things. That's why we're here. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 welcome to Agents Influence Podcast Conversations with me, Jason Cass. And today I am here with a president, with a CEO. Um, Her name is Tara Kelly. Now, if you go out there, you got to put Tara Kelly, because I know you're probably wanting to search her right now if you happen to not be exercising or driving in the car. Maybe you're sitting at your desk. Go out there and look at her at LinkedIn. Um, You'll see there's a lot of Tara Kellys. Uh, This is an inside joke between Tara and I so far because I could not find anything about her. And then you'll find when you find her, there's a lot of stuff about her. So you got to do Tara Kelly, president and CEO of Splice Software Incorporated. As you guys know, this is a conversation. We're not here to talk about Splice. It is a, it is important that we know who Splice is and why she did what she did um, and created what she did as far as a, um, a, uh, a business and a product and a service. And I look forward to talking about that. But you can also find out that she has a couple other superpowers. And we're going to discuss those superpowers and and kind of pull out of her the stuff that could benefit you that maybe you don't think about, maybe you don't realize this is stuff that's happening, maybe happening. We're going to talk about all that stuff. Am I right, Tara? Absolutely. We're going to get it done. That's right. I, I agree. And I want to also tell you, I think you're probably listening to this today. It is June 22nd. Uh, it's 9, 10 in the morning. And I want to let you know that BrainShare is starting to close. So we it's an invite only. The invites are coming in now that it's starting to pick up. You're probably listening to this probably in July um, or August, and you really need to go to AIBrainShare.com. Check us out September 13th, 14th, and 15th in beautiful San Antonio, Texas. So anyways, Tara Kelly, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm always doing good. Uh, my mentor told me one day, he said, any day above ground's better than six feet under. I said, you know what? I said, Mike, I think that's got to be correct. So I think it's true. Not going to know till he tests the other side, but I'm willing to make the bet with you. <laughs> good, answer. good answer. I like that. I like that, Tara. All right. So, um, you know, we want to get a little bit about you, but before first, we have a, a way that we that we do it here at Agents Influence. Are you ready? I'm ready. You an iPhone or are you a Droid user? Oh, I'm a Droid user. Open environment. I told you she was awesome, loyal listeners. I thought I told you that, but now she just proved it. What's the last app that you downloaded, Tara? Ooh. I'd say the last app is a clued up. I did a weird scavenger hunt through downtown with some friends on the weekend, and I deleted it when I was done, but I did download it. Oh, that sounds interesting. I, You know, it's been forever since I did that, like almost when I was a teenager, and it's it's still just as fun, isn't it? 
It actually really is. And we dressed up in costumes and it was great. And most people did. There was about 500 people in the downtown core just following a scavenger hunt, trying to find the murderer. It was great. And you're probably smarter and you're probably smarter than you were when you were younger. You know, I'm thinking to myself, like I was lost at that stuff when I'm younger. Now I'm, I kind of know things. So maybe I could be a little bit better. So anyways, um, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Oh, I love that question. I'm going to have to be really honest. I hate to lose. Hate I to like lose? to win. I like to win, but I hate to lose. Do you? Yeah. I know. Everybody's got their thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It, all comes, it all comes full circle. Luck or skill? What's the one that got you to where you are? Maybe they were both a part of it, but what was 51% or more that got you today? Luck or skill? I always say luck. I, I believe that luck comes from lots of hard work. Um, as long as you can get people to work with you that are smarter than you, you don't necessarily have as much skill as you, you know, some of the brilliant people around you. And I think, uh, you know, obviously you want to keep up with them and not drive them mad, but, uh, I, I actually believe luck. Um, I think luck is a powerful thing. It's keeping your eyes wide open. It's setting your filters to let luck in. Um, and, uh, yeah, I go luck all day long. Yeah, I, I agree. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you just feel, Tara, and, and this is nothing to brag over other people. I think a lot of people feel this way if you're looking for it. It's almost like you have somebody watching over you sometimes, right? And if you're religious or not, that's not where we're going with this. I'm talking about the fact that it's like sometimes it was like, man, I was getting ready to make my mistake and my mom didn't stop me, but something stopped me, you know, from maybe may not making that mistake. We all make lots of them. Don't get me wrong. But some of the big best ones, maybe it's intuition. Maybe it's other things. I don't know. But uh, the world sometimes works for those who work with the world. You just got to roll with it. I think it's you just show up and play the cards in your hand. And yep, that's how I, I, I definitely choose it. Play the cards in your hand and play every one of them. Don't hold any of them back. I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there, sister. I feel like we, we kind of kind of getting that, you know, we're kind of kind of there a little bit. You finding know? the place. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quick. It's going quick. Take us back to high school. Take us back to college and bring us forward to where you are today. Like, how did you get where you are? Um, mm-hmm. Give us that in about three to four minutes. Absolutely. So I um, actually started programming when I was nine years old. I think if my dad was an auto mechanic, I would have been tinkering behind the hood of a car. But turns out he wasn't. He was an early software programmer, and uh-huh. we had an amazing one at home. So you can imagine that had a big, a big effect. Uh, let's fast yes. forward to high school. It wasn't really that much fun. I decided I wasn't going to stay in computer science in any way, shape, or form. I was just going to go pure business. I was going commerce. And I really let that side of me just sort of sit on mild pause for a while uh, until I opened up a health food store. I got dared. It's a long story for another podcast, but I opened up a health food store damn near on a dare. Uh, Largest bank of Canada lent me six figures and I was scared to death. And I I have that picture, uh, a picture of that letter right now still in my closet. And um, I I actually sat there and said, well, no one's going to be crazy enough to ever give me this much money again. I should definitely try it. Uh, That goes that luck thing. Uh, You got to filter it through. Uh, I popped that place up uh, on a main street in our our city and I started uh, having health practitioners doing appointments. I ran the front office. Uh, This is, you know, way back. This is early days, 97, and I'm going to date myself. Obviously, I was an infant. Um, But but, uh, that kind of led to the next thing because really quickly I realized that if these people didn't show up and I couldn't make commission off their appointments, life wasn't great for me. And I was terrified of cash flow. I'd left university to do this and said, I'll finish my degree. I've got 10 years. Um, 
And, and so I built a reminder system. And at that point, it was, you know, Crystal and Mike from Microsoft. And I said, oh, my God, these sound terrible. Well, I'll just get them to record little libraries and we'll splice it together. And, and that was a really funny time because so many contacts and people I knew and other people in software kind of came back out. And, and there I was writing code and starting back into that world. Um, fast forward to today, we bought out a lot of the patents and splicing technology when we launched Splice in 2006. And our goal really was to be there for people and help create customer experiences that were based on permission. So whether it was going to be an, a better automated call, a better voice experience, I just knew that there was an opportunity um, to really serve large enterprise. It happened one day when I was talking to a friend, uh, doing a banking call actually myself, and I said out loud, but like talking to myself, I mm. said, oh my God, I do better for dog groomers. And a little light bulb went off in the old brain. I thought, I wonder who pays more. <laughs> you know, wonder where the opportunity is larger, uh, where we could make a bigger impact. And with that, um, you know, a fast forward, here we are today, serving insurance companies, financial institutions and retailers, helping them do calls, text, email, voice first, whether Google Home or, you know, Alexa, uh, and having conversations uh, that their clients need and want to have. So you're a tech company or are you a consulting company that helps people with tech? What is that? Explain Super good me. question. Um, we set up a platform um, and we offer our service with microservices. You don't have to use yet another platform. Dear God, that's the last thing anybody wants, another platform. Um, and so it's really just a bolt-on microservice. We do a hair. We have a small division for professional services, um, but our goal really is to enable configurations versus custom builds. I won't say that we never get twisted by a really fun, good client to just sort of bend it or a little bit, um, mm -hmm. but we do host it a simple single stack, right? So we are software. Um, and we go to market as a service. Um, so it's a software as a service play, but professional services plays in at about 20%. And I don't know, I think people like to be in the driver's seat, but they do like the data that comes by having of hundreds of millions, you know, of other interactions come before you, you can really get that AI and best practice. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a great you guys, space. You guys have software that allow you to analyze calls or whatever and transcribe it and pull data from it. I'm, I'm, I want to, cause I, cause I'm kind of working together with you. I'm trying to, so you're helping the companies make their systems talk or actually pulling data and behavioral stuff out of it. Uh, basically, the system sort of is going to put out a cue for us. So it, let's just give an example. First notice of loss. Uh, it's just a simple one, right? FNOL mm -hmm. comes in, especially during catastrophic events, right? So you got a cat event. We're going to let them know, okay, thanks so much. We got your FNOL and here's your adjuster. Now, let's just say the person didn't plan on having an accident. I'm being facetious. They didn't plan on yeah. having an accident. They probably mm -hmm. don't have the app downloaded right away. And it might right. not be the first thing they think about on the road or right after a tropical hur you know, storm or a sure. hurricane. So Anyways, we're sure. going to call them and, and recognize we have that FNOL. And if it's a mobile line, immediately we're just going to say, say yes and transfer. We'll text you their contact info. And then that phone call turns into a text. And now they're texting back and forth with their adjuster. And so when you try to say, well, which is it? Sometimes I think that's a business first mindset. The customer just wants to seamlessly get the job done. And mm -hmm. our job as companies and platforms and providers is to seamlessly allow you to move between these things. Let's say you're chatting back and forth and it starts to go badly. You're mad and confused. 
just press dial, call that number, right? right. So we really mm -hmm. support workflows. It's about automated workflows, automated workflows that get the job done. And so we just really pull out key points in the journey. Maybe it's a premium change and the adjusters and you know the agency really needs to talk to them. Again, the broker wants to reach out. You've had a premium change. This is the perfect time to touch base. So Throughout that customer journey map, there's all these different points where you should mm -hmm. really be engaging in a dialogue. And I, I have a bit of a belief, and I think a lot of us share it. Let's let people talk to people uh, when they need to, and machines talk to machines, or machines do a great job in, until they need a person. So um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunity to streamline things, and people don't hate the ones that work well. Um, and uh, it's the ones that don't, and we really hate those ones. But that's why you need to let them move. Because when they hit the frustration point, they need to seamlessly move between channels. So how would that help? Uh, and I see that with the insurance uh, companies. Uh, how does that help agencies, right? Yeah. How does that help agencies that aren't large and don't have a ton of cash, but yet they want to institute some simple stuff like that? And you also said that you don't have a platform. So how do agencies, how do, would agencies use this? And also, how do you use our own technology to do that? Great question. So uh, I'm going to start at the one. Uh, we have a platform. Our point is you don't have to access our platform once you hook it up to the other ones, right? So gotcha. our goal is that it seamlessly works. You're not going to log in, make every, can you imagine every single broker in your agency log into another place every day? They're no. not going to make them happy, right? No. So let's take that off the table. There is a platform. It's just you don't, it's not a, you don't have to constantly be in there. You set it up and mm -hmm. it goes. So okay. uh, one of the really huge use cases, especially right now with so much return to work, so much new policy benefits, let's pick on benefits if we can. Um, this is an area where really as an agency, you stay involved a bit more. You're getting those guys set up, checking that this is the right one. What's their utilization? You know, where, where are they going with it? Um, even just during open enrollment season, just resending those forms, just notifying people where it's not complete. Just sending them the appropriate links, sending them out a text that goes seamlessly to a link to the site, to the secure place to finish, um, doing wow. training announcements. So maybe you're going to do a webinar on their new, you know, health benefits that are included. Um, a lot more proactive care has come out since COVID. So for agencies, there's really three primary ones. One is enrollment. The other is quote follow-up. Quote follow-up is a tough time. We all know people use aggregators, right? So you got a whole bunch of aggregators bringing in all these leads for you. You got to reach them quickly and in their preferred channel. So we provide the ability right at that first pop-up screen online to get a text consent. Now you can follow up in their favorite channel. That makes a massive difference. And so that really feeds the agencies wow. and they love it. That's that's by far one of our most oh, leading. Shit. Yep. It just it puts money in your pocket pretty fast. So and you, you kind of so your professional services might be and I and loyal listeners, I hope you're getting something from this. I wasn't anticipating speaking about this this long, but this is very <laughs> interesting. And I think loyal listeners, you do agree. Like this is something that you really don't hear a lot about about someone who's taking the automation of the customer experience. And I think that that Tara is one of the hardest things for us, um, our agency. Number one, we're busy doing other things and that's yep. a legitimate excuse. Um, <laughs> I, used to, I used to think that wasn't legitimate and then COVID happened and I saw agents doing things they should have always done. And I'm mm -hmm. like, Oh, they really just didn't have time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But then I, I'm I'm looking at this and saying we're insurance agency owners. We don't be, we don't know the technology. So then what we do is we go hire somebody and we say, hey, I need you to set up these automations with my Salesforce or my management system. And exactly. then the person goes, okay, I'm ready to do it. Let's let's write out like a map of how this goes. And the agent's like, well, shit, I don't really know because I've never done texting and all that. Yes, shit yes, right. And so here you guys come, and I can see that's how your person services plays into that because you've probably done this so much, you know, some of the touch points, like you've brought up four that, and I'm just saying it was three or four that like you're, I'm yeah. like, man, I never really thought of that. Like, duh, yeah. that makes sense. And then like doing the ultimate, finding them on different channels. That's uh -huh. a different thing that I hadn't heard about before. Uh -huh. So listeners, I hope you feel the same way. This is not a commercial for her, but uh, <laughs> this is very interesting because I think that this is something we don't hear a lot about, you know? Uh, we we don't. don't hear enough. I mean, and so, and you're right, well, we can continue through this, but there's two really other important pieces. You, having an account manager that's done this lots of times that knows where to start. And then we measure for full ROI within 90 days. I'm not messing with you. Like you've totally financially received your reward. We don't take use cases that don't make sense, right? So sometimes we'll say, you know what? I get it. You're in love with that idea. I don't know how that's going to work. We're going to recommend you go talk to Dan down the street. He might be able to set that up for you, but we just aren't sold on it. Um, and so we really try to be a partner. Gotcha. Um, and uh, I think that's that's the important thing because there is a lot of opportunity when a customer says or a prospect says, let's stay in touch. I'm going to give you permission to talk to me in my favorite places. Ooh, you are in a nice spot then and you have right. way more opportunity. So Tara, let's geek out. Loyal listeners, here we go. So we, I believe that the customer experience used to be customer service and then used to be customer experience. I yeah. wrote a book back in uh, 2015 called Customer Service is Just Foreplay. It's the modern customer experience that will separate you. And I believe the modern customer experience from the books that I've written, the great articles that you may have put out and other people. Now customer experience is like a word everybody's using. In 2014, 2015, people were like, customer experience, right. what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Now I've noticed that it's, 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 it's transformed. And this is why loyal listeners, this conversation I'm having, it's almost like the planets align here with splice because I think it has to do with the, the expectations and the unexpectations of what the client is expecting or doesn't even realize that they should be expecting. Data is going from categorical data to behavioral data, right? Yeah. The problem with this is, okay, let me give a scenario. So, so, so Apple requires that they have Apple watches. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and they get a discount on their health insurance. And then, but part of that, they are part of certain gyms and they do certain things and all these systems talk to each other. Now the yeah. systems probably don't talk, but there's some kind of automation going on. Absolutely. That when Jim from Apple doesn't go to the gym. Now, let me see. Let's say Larry. Larry from Apple goes to the gym mm -hmm. and he goes in. He hasn't been there for two weeks. That gym notifies Apple and says, hey, da-da-da-da-da-da. They hit up Larry. 
Larry says, hey, wife took a new job. I got two kids now. Now I can't go. And then boom, boom, bing, he gets a, a text from the fact that there's a babysitting service that will um, give him one hour for free. And he's like, I know, but we only have one vehicle and my wife has the car. And boom, boom he gets another text from Uber <laughs> saying that they're, you know, and these are discounts that the health insurance, Apple, whatever could put into these. My point is, for that all to happen, you have to have a splice. You, you, you have to splice. I now see the word and it might mean something actually because it's all capitalized. But, yeah. it, but I now see how you're splicing that together because when yeah. I've talked about that for two years, I've created that scenario. And people, including me, are like, that's true, but I don't know how that shit's going to happen. It's We're companies so like close. you. Yes, it's companies like you that are pioneering that. Am I wrong or right, Tara? Yeah, no, we're we're right in the middle of that. Uh, I'll give you. A, I love that example because there's value coming back in your example. That's really nice. Um, another one that's not even about making the deal, but I, I love this story. And we set up set up a test environment, ran this, and it's not live because the world's not quite ready. But when you know when you're picking up your car after an accident and it's not ready on time, please, has anyone had that? Of course you have, <laughs> and right, it happens. And then what do you have? Immediately you wanna know, well, can I keep my rental? Is immediately in your brain. And so the first call is, hey, is my car ready? Because they often don't tell you. They wanna wait until it's good news. So nobody tells you. If you're contacting them, wait, is my car ready? Next thing, you gotta contact them. Wait, can I keep my rental? There's your second call. Next call, do I have coverage to keep my rental? Right, do they know this? This one blows my mind. This is something literally you should be able to ask Alexa or your phone or your watch. Let's ask your Apple watch, right? Hey, can I keep my rental car? Everybody already has the answer. And so that was the data we triangulated is immediate notification out to the rental car company, giving them several options, three actually, to confirm whether you are ready. It could even be a touchstone. Some of those shops are low tech. Some of them are high tech, right? which immediately cues the rental company and sends out a proactive message on behalf of your carrier telling you you can keep that car. Oh my God, how good is this, right? And this is available. Here's the gotcha. The gotcha I think on this is that the world hasn't decided they trust business enough to share and say yes to sharing that data. Mm -hmm. And and mm -hmm. we've really seen privacy move to the forefront and consent mm -hmm. and opt in and all mm -hmm. of these rights. And we just wanna have so many rights. And yes, that's good and important, but you can't have free lunch and just keep all your rights and share it in a box, right? So if free lunch is a discount for your Uber ride to the gym or a babysitter, or free lunch is just making no calls or one call to find out you can keep your sure. rental, you got to share that data. And I think what we're really doing for the average Joe as a disservice is just not making it clear and easy what we're going to do. Right. And with that data, a California, you know, Consumer Privacy Act really was a neat step forward. And so far, it's been a huge challenge for everybody in their data practices and made people think, God, can I do business in this state? And people have worked around it. Um, you know, you got GDPR, you've got all those things. But at the end of the day, it's not just the data you store and share. It's also where and how can you talk to me? And I mm -hmm. think that the onus is on businesses to step up and make it make that question easy. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, a.k.a. agency. 
Don't settle for less. Do more with MBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Mm, how can you talk to me? I love that. Learning how you can talk to me. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say the best way to teach somebody is the best way they know how to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The best way to talk to somebody is to know who that person is. That's what you're right. saying. Yeah. You know, so, 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 you know, one of the things that I, I just love about what you're saying, it falls in line with everything is that, gosh, you just said something that I wanted to catapult off of, which was really powerful. Anyways, I think, I think, what is the, um, are people really using Google? What is the, the, the Alexa? What are the company's thoughts on that? When you talk to them, did they see in three to five years that I'd be able to say, Hey, Alexa, when is my uh, car payment due? Right. Yeah. You know, something like that. <clears throat> I think, I think, so we're hosting a, a lot of, uh, uh, different skills and actions, but they're, the uptake isn't quite there yet. I want to, I want to tell you what it is, and I want to pump it up and say, no, no, people are super comfortable with it, uh, but it's really not quite there yet. So I think right now in the adoption cycle, most people, and and let's think about it ourselves. That you're using it to know what time, what's the weather, playing music, maybe recipe stuff, right? And and maybe check your calendar. That's kind of the most advanced. And so if you look at any of the research that's been done, whether it's a, you know, sort of the hype cycle, the Gartner classic hype cycle, we're kind of in a bit of a, that we're coming out of that trough of disillusionment because she's not completely smart. You know what I mean? She doesn't always know. And by the way, she called that contact she wasn't supposed to a while ago, right? So when you look at like new products like Sidewalk, right, by, by Ring and by Amazon and sharing a network, isn't it a great idea that you could walk out, you know, Golly. and chase... Right? Like chase your dog. I, and, I just read about that. And, uh, and loyal not, listeners, what she's talking about is sidewalk, which is a new thing to where when you leave your network, you would be able to hop on other people's network as you're just walking down the road, right? So totally. you would be someone would be able to hop on my network. Now I just know that that sounds so astronomically mind-blowing. And right now, all you loyal listeners, I want you to time stamp this in your head, right? Mm-hmm. And to how weird it would be that someone would legally get onto your network, right? So keep in mind it's ju- it's June twenty second and I I want you to revisit 20, this. 2021, 2021. Yeah, today's, all the way. 20, yeah, because it'd probably already be a normal thing in 2022. But think about that right now, how you're shocked. Now, why you're shocked is because you can't imagine someone being able to be on your network and that be safe. Right. It's kind of like when we told you in 2006, you would have something that fit in your pocket that would tell you all the answers to the world, which is your cell phone. We didn't mm-hmm. have a cell phone at the time to be able to put that together in our head. So there's mm-hmm. going to be new technology. Something I want to talk about with this, which goes back to the way the world works, Tara. I remembered what I was going to say. You kind of brought this up and you and I like this. Um, it comes back to trust, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about privacy, because... A lot of people would say, I don't trust that company with that data. Mm-hmm. I don't trust. What are they really doing with the data that's going to be detrimental? I imagine there's good and bad and everything and there's something they could do. But they're using the data because it's helping market to you. They're probably marketing to you because you're eight months pregnant and there's things you're going to need in sure. March 10, Right? They're doing those type of things. And people say, and this is where I want to get your point here, Tara. They say... Yeah, but I don't trust them. I think that's bullshit. 
the reason why I was just thinking of this, I'm driving down a two lane highway. I don't know if that's two lane or four lane. It's four lane, but it's two lane the way that mm-hmm. I'm two on your side. It's complicated. Right, yeah, we're always confused on that. So there's two lanes this way, two lanes this way. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those ones that only has two lines in the middle. And I mean, you're buzzing by somebody at 55 miles an hour and they're buzzing by you this way. And we're within three feet of each other. Sure. Sure. Let's talk about trust. Yeah. There's all kinds of wrecks. Mm -hmm. You know this, that people die right now of a car wreck. Mm -hmm. And so, but yet we still have that. Mm -hmm. It just takes a while for us to understand and build that trust. But it's important because we don't use a lot of space, right? When we have to build a lot of interstates and have it away, it saves habitat. There's a lot of good stuff that comes. So trust, I think, is a BS example only because we don't know, not necessarily that we don't trust. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I think it's also that we don't trust what we understand the benefit will be. Like, so we know we mm. want that highway. I also know I want a second lane because I need to pass that guy that goes way too effing slow, right? Excuse the right mm-hmm. that. But right. So there's all these other things that I want. And so it gives me things that I want quite quickly, quite honestly. I don't know if they put the road together, but uh, it's yeah, on that. But, but I think when you look at privacy and data and I'm going to let them have my data, how fast are they going to give me what I, they would want? I think the question is we don't trust and I don't know if it's about as much that we think, oh my God, and then somebody's going to have my information and God forbid, I'm going to have to cancel my visa and get them to FedEx me a new one. Like, it is not that bad. Don't get me wrong. It's very bad, but it's not that bad. Like, there's so many things you can do to protect your identity now. Is that really, like, are we all just so scared of identity that we don't want anything else to be good in our life? Because identity theft is so terrifying. It's terrifying. Right. It's going to cost you some time. So I think, I think we don't trust that it's going to be that good. And I actually love this point you're bringing up because it kind of ties back to the beginning. Are you are you wanting to win or are you scared of losing? And um, I don't even know if I like my answer the way it plays out with this one because I said I hate to lose. Um, therefore, I make, I, you know, I, I password everything a certain way and I manage my life a certain way. Maybe that's why because I share my data constantly. I'm hoping you'll figure something out useful for me. I'm that's really right. hoping. Right? I feel the same way. I, I need help. Help me, help me tons. Um, that's right. Like, like I'm busy in my life. If you can mm-hmm. give me more things in front of me. And not only that, we also do. We also, oh, how fast we forget, Tara. How fast we forget that back in the 90s, in the early 2000s, I was getting commercials that women should be getting for their sure. things. And I'm like, yes. why am I getting this? And yes. women are getting man things. And it's like, yes. but now you don't get that. Right, right? now. Yeah. Now we're getting, you probably still do loyal listeners, but I'm talking 80% of it now is yeah. funneled towards you, you yes. know? And I think and like so, cookies, cookies are a good step. So let's take one that we've done well and let's try to just build on that because all good things with AI and automation and data require the consumer to step up and play ball for a better planet. And it's required. That's right. So that's right. now we've realized, well, I want on that website. God damn it. I wanted the website. That box is pissing me off. Right? So I, I say yes to the cookies. Okay. Yes to the cookies. Do you <laughs> like the cookies? No. Do you want them to store it? No. Do you even understand what they're keeping on you? Maybe. But the point is you want the ugly box to go away and you want to have fun on the page. So and so true. I 
think that's where we have to help the consumer really get the benefits. And I think texting might be the next frontier with that. And then I think voice is going to come along. So if I could be watching, you know, Amazon Prime and really like those boots she's wearing, wouldn't it be nice if I could say that, right? And be like, oh, Reese Witherspoon's boots. Alexa, put it on my buy list. I think I would use it maybe like that. That'd be very mm -hmm. easy for me. Mm -hmm. You know, your husband wouldn't yell, oh, you're on your phone while we're watching this, right? Your kids wouldn't tell you, tell me not to use my phone. Whatever the case is, I think it has to be like the cookie box, right? The pops up and says, have you said yes? So can we, because you want it to go away and you want to get back to the thing you want. Um, right. and we need to, we need to keep the candy there, I think is, and right. I think as businesses, that's our, a part of our lesson. And they should just be able to put in my Chrome browser, like anytime somebody asks you cookies, do you want it? Because I say right? yes. Now, maybe yes. that's bad as not. So I told my wife the other day, I said, honey, I I don't know what the data you they could find out me. I'm, I'm a pretty good person, right? To become mm -hmm. an insurance agency owner, we have to go through these backgrounds. And I remember, Tara, they gave me this this book of everything that I've done in my life. And I told my wife, I'm like, hey, I'm a pretty good person. You know, this there's nothing great. here. It's an autobiography, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to go buy my wife some stuff right mm -hmm. this just happened and i'm and i'm bouncing around and she's like at these stores in this little mall thing and and she's like hey what what you trying to buy something to like you know she's just like did you get some shorts or pants she knows that i like clothes okay so it's mm -hmm, like a thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm like uh uh uh, no, I was just, you know, I was just looking and I'm thinking to myself, I walk out of the room and I'm like, shit, data got me. She was able to trace me, you know? And so I'm like, okay, you know, because I'm never yeah. doing anything bad, but it can still, you know? And I'm like, damn. So anyways, I just got to remember, click it off. Then she'd be like, Hey, why'd you turn off your, you know, why'd you turn off your phone? She's going to get an alert what? about that. <laughs> yeah, we have and it's because we want to find kids. our phone when we lose them. Right. So that's why we let that darn tracker on, or we want it to tag our photos so we can make albums easier. Absolutely. And I think, oh, no. I think it's our businesses in our personal lives really start to blend. But the one thing I do love is that everybody got more tech savvy in this last year, no matter who Come you on. are, love there's it. a couple of things. And I, I argue with people of my most savvy friends, you know, and your most techie friends. And I say, really, is there nothing new? And and people always have one. There there was there was just a lot. Um, and, and you just really moved, whether it was just the way you changed your grocery order or what it was to digital. And I think as, as businesses, that's that tricky thing. We need to keep that better life uh, because we did it for the benefits. We did it because we needed to, and we did it to, to make life work. And as, as things, you know, come back and, 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 and we need to keep those really good things and, and not lose this progress. And I, I think we are, but I think for, for all of us, we need to challenge people, um, on with a benefit, right. And, and say, okay, we can make your life easier. Um, and see what happens but um there's it's it's going to be a really interesting time um because everything is coming down to permission there's nothing you can do for somebody even if they need it uh if if you don't have permission to contact them and I'll, i'm going to go back for five seconds just because it really fits here is so what if i really need insurance i need insurance i just got my car again i have an apartment i'm ready to get going i need insurance i finally got that job and i'm going to drive to work i got i bought this car i'm doing all these online quotes i want you to bind it as fast as possible I need you to get back to me. Maybe I couldn't answer my phone. Maybe I need to text with you. But yet you can be sued if you don't have my consent, right? Oh my God, this is crazy. I didn't text you first. I just filled out a form. And I think that's that's where we're seeing it is 
asking for permission isn't have to be seen as a favor for a business. It's so I can give you what I know you want. It's so I can take way better care of you. Um, and I think as consumers, we need to connect with that too. Um, and I'm hopeful for things like yes to all cookies. Um, you know, yes to sites I fill out a form on. If I'm going to give them all my other contact information, am I really saying I can't? Because as long as you keep that promise of if I say stop, stop, you know, no means no, stop means stop, text back no, then you're fine. I should be able to opt into anything I want when I want it and then opt back out. And um, that's another data point that we collect a lot of with hundreds of millions of records on that opt-in permission. And this is frustrating but fair. This is how I describe it to the client. Frustrating but fair. Consumers give and take consent whenever they want. Just get used to it. <laughs> it is not a permanent state, <laughs> right? right. Um, and, and so I think we, do, we, we, we need to have that in order to have all these goodies that the data and AI can do. We, we just have to. Um, because we've demanded it. And so we're getting what we asked for. Pitting back to what you said about the pandemic, I agree. Um, you know, what's I have real life statistics on there. So there's a company called Canopy Connect and mm -hmm. Canopy Connect allows me to connect into um, and pull deck pages from uh, my competitors, right? Yeah. So yeah. with my customer or prospects consent, right? Yeah. And we, we had this product before pandemic and we didn't barely use it because we would ask people, hey, do you have an online account? They'd be like, no, we don't have an online account. We're like, you know, you don't make your payment online. Like, no, no, no. It comes out electronically, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. So like for every 10, we would ask, it'd be like one or two. Now we use that thing. All of them have online accounts yeah, and you're just like, you bam, bam, bam. I'm going to say not all. I'm going to say six to seven of them have online accounts now because they had to make those payments that way. Mm -hmm. One of the another problem we have, um, Tara, is that we have a lot of people that agencies that work old school, which means they still have a counter in the front and the customers still come in and make sure. the payment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of agents have wanted to break away from that for a long time. And it's just hard because that's the person who's always done that. I've heard talked to agents who are like, I was because of the pandemic, I was able to get away from that. Like these people had yeah. to call in. A lot of them just want to come in literally not to even have coffee and say, hi, they just, that's what they do is their routine and they don't yeah. want to break it. But yeah. the pandemic now, they had to call the payment in. They finally had to go on electronic transfer, and it saved a lot mm -hmm. of agents. And those are the things that sometimes we don't see. Tara, wrapping up here, um, been a great conversation. I totally get who you are, um, your genius behind probably what, what, well, not probably, but what your company is. And I think it's very unique because this is going to be something where people need to splice together these yeah. different technologies, experiences, touch points, so that you can. And create that customer journey and give it to the way the customer wants it. And when we all know that, we, not all sure. of us, the top 10 to 20% in this industry already have figured that out. But mm -hmm. what we are having a problem doing is number one, finding the products that talk to each other. Mm -hmm. But even when they do talk to each other, how are you using those effectively to drive the customer experience? We're always thinking about driving service or driving sales. And yeah. I think when we realize that those are intertwined, now we create a great customer experience. What do you think, Tara? Wrap it up for us. Customer experience is about creating value for me. And money is a beautiful part of value. And so is the experience with it. So I'm with you, you know, completely. It's about the customer's experience, about bringing them joy um, and, and saving them from painful things. That's why we're here. That's right. That's right. They have a problem. They expect us to give them a solution. Absolutely. You know? They expect us to give a solution. I heard... Um, 
Kelly Donahue Piro said something to me one time. Um, when agents think that they want to get off the phone, or maybe the prospect, you know, the client wants to mm-hmm. get off the phone really quick with them, or the prospect, you know, is really not needing all this information, she reminded me of something. And she reminded me of there's two ways to buy insurance. You can buy it either online yourself yeah. or you can call an agent and get help. When they called you, Jason, they chose an agent. Yeah. When they chose an agent, they chose that type of service. They wanted that kind of customer experience. And yeah. I think that really made sense. I don't I don't know if you necessarily know who your boo who your boo is because you watch Hulu. Maybe you spend your time on Amazon Prime or get your kicks on Netflix, but late at night. When you're trying to veg out, what are you watching, Tara? Uh, I actually watch a lot of uh, Discovery Channel. I do watch a lot of documentaries um, and history. I think so much of our answers for the future uh, do lay in how we responded to the events of the past. Mm-hmm. I think human behavior is is actually still so much the same. We're trying to find pain, you know, avoid pain and find pleasure. And I think we've done it since the beginning of time. Um, and I love the simplicity of that. Um, so if I'm not watching, um, you know, a fun, funny comedy with, with somebody, I love, I love a good comedy. Um, I typically look at history or, or, you know, planet Earth because I think there's a lot of answers there. Leaders are readers and I know you're a leader, so you must be a reader. What are you <laughs> reading right now? Um, I'm reading again um, and it's just always powerful. Brene Brown, Dare to Lead. Um, I think, I think finding a way to create space for your people as they come back into the office, this, this, this is another change. And and we talked about it briefly, but this, this time right now is, is harder for people than you realize because we just got used to another way. And now we're full throttle again, and it's another adjustment. So as a leader, I do think showing up with space, I'm so jazzed that we're full. Everyone's getting so busy. We've had so many projects come up and it's just been so busy and I'm just ready to give her. And some people are still adjusting. So it was a nice, important reminder for me to create space for the right dialogues with my team. Um, And it slaps me around a little and a few things always sting that she says. So that's kind of what I needed. Yeah. Well, that's great. Tara, I appreciate you being there and splicing life together. I can only see that uh, you're going to probably have a lot of competitors and you'll probably wipe, or not wipe, probably, <laughs> you'll probably whip wipe their the ass. Yeah, yeah you'll probably <laughs> whip their ass uh, in the process. So thank you very much for what you do. Thank you. It's a pleasure being on the show. This was Tara Kelly, and I am Jason Cass, and this was Agents Influence Conversations with me. Remember, tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This is Cass. She's Kelly. We're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? 
and you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.